Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about diamonds, axes, and um, apparently a terrible serial killer who was hiding right underneath our noses, who is extremely <laughs> gory and awful about his crimes. I hated it so much. <laughs> Just, why? why? Yeah, I, I get like... Okay, you want to frame somebody for a murder. Why'd you have to chop the body in half I, to do it? It just, I, I, just, I, uh... With a broke. tiny axe. Anyway, and- I am Beth Elderkin. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I imagine I'm just as grossed out as I am. Horrified at the moment. Uh, no, I'm I'm doing okay. We're getting... We're getting into the the last month here of 2020, although like the meme, I'm I'm just worried they're going to be like, "Welcome to Januember. It's the 13th month of 2020." <laughs> um, but I did rewatch all all of Lord of the Rings the other day. Um, no regrets. No regrets. Have not watched that movie in a long time. Yeah, any of those movies in a long time. No regrets. Uh, was there so. like a, a a thing like a challenge like a december lord of the rings challenge because like i know quite a few people who recently re-binged the lord of the rings films so, connected seemingly so they're on hulu i have them i have them just i have them and it was one of those someone made like a video about you know like your sexual awakening being aragorn opening double doors and it was just like and I was like, yeah, I haven't watched this movie in a little while. And I was like, I'm just going to watch Fellowship. And the next thing I knew, and this was Friday, and it was like the next thing I knew, it was Saturday like afternoon, almost dinner time, and I'm finishing up, you know, <laughs> The Return of the King. And I'm like, what happened? It just blacked out. Like, I think it's just a bunch of people decided to watch it. Like, there's now starting to become an argument of turning Lord of the Rings Extended Edition into like a holiday thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's official or anything, or just like something a bunch of nerds started doing, and I follow those nerds, and I thought it was a good idea. So. I know there was recently the 4K like upgrade to make it yeah. kind of look the at least with the coloring to look similar to The Hobbit, which I feel was a choice. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care for that. I I haven't seen it, but it's just like just leave it alone. It's fine. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't need anything. And the only good part about The Hobbit is like the first like 40 minutes of it when it's just Bilbo in his house with his house coat and then all the dwarves show up and then they sing. And then after that, it all just drives off a cliff. But that first 40 minutes, A+. plus. So, so Abby, I, I will tell you one thing before we get into this episode of Once Upon a Timing. Something that may uh, make... <laughs> I know you met me through uh, through my husband, your best friend, Tim, that you, who you have known for many, 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 many years. This may call into question your, your lifelong friendship. Uh, I could only get him to sit through the first 10 minutes of Lord of the Rings before he bowed out. He's never returned to it. Beth, that is the least surprising thing you have ever told me. <laughs> <laughs> your... And and it's getting very in the weeds of this episode. I apologize, but I'm just gonna let you guys know that the Beth's just dear husband, a friend, one of the oldest friends I have. His choice of media is very specific. Yep. And he doesn't really he doesn't deter from it. Nope. And but when he does, it's strange and odd, and you cannot predict it. Like it is unpredictable. And if you think you're like, no, this is great, this is a great thing, he will sit in front of it and go, what? And just bow, like like you said, just, just nope, no thanks. Like, it's, just, it's, so, yeah. it's, it's an intense thing. So I am not at all surprised by that. And I also understand that Lord of the Rings is not for everybody. 
it was not for me at first. I prefer I <laughs> I preferred the book version for a while, and <laughs> I um mm-hmm. actually she, she live shows up much earlier than that. Ugh. But I now it's a it's a nostalgia feel for me. I for, it's twenty years, Beth. Twenty years, Lord of the Rings, and it's just like no, that just happened. <laughs> Coming to grips with my mortality is the worst part of the pandemic. Uh. Uh, what are we well, here to talk I mean, about? speaking of mortality, there's a what lot of doing? it cut short in this episode. Oh yeah, once upon a time, that's why we're here. Yeah, oh, this episode where a lot of people die. This is a weird episode. Like I remember the yeah. alleyway scene at the end. Like I remember that. I remember being yeah. Like, you you oh. talked about it a few weeks ago. And I remember the den stuff, and I remember not liking it, and now I remember why I didn't like it. It had a lot to do with the boy werewolf. What was his name? Quinn? Quill? Quill? Quinn. Quinn. It's like, why Quill? Yeah. I didn't like this actor. We'll get into it, but I didn't care for him. It was so strange. It was very Shakespeare in the park. Like, no one told him what the show was. Yeah, and I I mean we're going to start on uh on the enchanted forest time cuz uh I've got things to say about introducing and murdering a mother in the same episode. It's like Ruby just can't catch a fucking break. So this is season 2 episode 7 Child of the Moon. It's a pretty fillerish episode for the season. There's a few nuggets in terms of uh, between Henry and his family on the other side in the modern enchanted forest. Um, but like overall, this one is kind of inconsequential, except for the fact that it's really freaking dark. A lot. So my problem, and I'm just going to say this up top, this was one of the first episodes that I kept che- checking the time. Like, I was just like, how much longer is this going to keep going on? Because it was just, it, it was so melodramatic, I couldn't sit still. Like, it was bothering me. I don't know. It, this was the first time I was compelled to scrub forward. Like, I was just like, let's skip some stuff, because I feel like we're going to take a while to get to the point. And I don't like that feeling, but it is. <laughs> just for note, the first time I've had this feeling. Season 2, Episode 7. We did it. We're here. <laughs> So, yeah, Yeah. uh, because we open up with Red and Snow on the run in the woods. Yeah, I'm guessing this is um, soon after Snow and Red escaped um, when Red had, when we turned out that Red was the wolf, when she found out she was the wolf. Uh, Because it doesn't seem like a lot of time has passed and she still seems incredibly traumatized by what happened. Of course, you'd be traumatized by that for a really long time. But it, I mean, given that that Snow White is still wearing the scarf, like she looks, still looks the same as she did in that previous episode, as does uh, Ruby R- Riding Hood. I'm guessing this is like not a lot of time has passed. No, I think that they're just they're fresh into the woods. Like both of them are just sort of like we're doing it together. It's gonna be fine, and it's just like it's not. Uh, no, it's really not. <laughs> it's not because now it's like the first full moon since they've left the. They're fighting King's guards who are just like, or I'm sorry, Queen's guards who are like trying to hunt her. We see Snow's wanted poster with her hair really short, by the way. I don't think it's supposed to be short. I think it's supposed to be behind her head and just trailing. But it's just like, this is Snow with a real long hair, but this is her on the thing. And always makes it looks me think like of her hair from the pilot where yes. she had like the big boomp, the yeah. big boomps things. It yeah. looks like that. Um, and, and I love Snow's reaction to the poster. She's really angry she's like super pissed off i just i'm just and i know that this was before it but or after it sometime but it just reminded me of tangled it was like they never get my nose right (laughs) never Uh, so as they're escaping uh a moment that includes uh what i considered a little uh probably not on purpose uh tribute to lord of the rings where you have the the, (laughs) them hiding like the hobbits hiding underneath when you have the ring raid going for except in, in this case it was just a bunch of dudes walking by i <laughs> i was like we're gonna pay homage but we don't have the right uh the right set for that um i just randomly lord of the rings wise i was i was laughing about the fact that you know like five seconds before they see per- uh, mary and pippin they're just like this is the farthest i've ever been from the shire 
Mary and Pippin have been like miles from here, just stealing vegetables for years, being like, Sam, get a hobby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just travel. Where could, why would you have not traveled some more? Um, but yes. So yeah, they're just like, oh, well they fight them off. And then Ruby's just, or red is just like, well, I'm going to turn into a wolf. So I need to go like be safe. You go somewhere else and we'll meet up later at our secret hiding space. Yeah. Uh, because her, her hood gets torn. And she's oh, worried right. that that means, oh shit, the magic's gone. And, and, you know, I mean, she's she's just incredibly paranoid about the wolf thing, which I get. Again, PTSD. She just murdered her boyfriend. But neither like, one of these two ago. know. Neither one of these two people know about magic very much. And to be fair, that's a that's a valid concern. I've ripped it. Like this is probably one of those things where it's just like I've read a lot of. Uh, like sci-fi and fantasy novels and like stuff with magic involved and a lot of the times it's like um, it's centered around keeping things intact where it's like yes every thread is it's part of this spell you rip it you've broken the spell so like I'll give it to her but she was so this is where the melodrama starts it's like oh, calm down like it's like I'm just gonna go into the woods alone it'll be fine and I mean there's a thing about Red that I wanted to get your opinion on because I don't know how to feel. Okay. Because Red and Ruby have different voices in that Red kind of does a baby voice a little bit. I think she's she's trying to the actress is trying to convey that Red is is more innocent and you know, is a creature of the forest. You know, she's a wolf and everything. She's innocent. She's Little Red Riding Hood. Whereas Ruby is more worldly and, you know, experienced and wants to to see more. But, like, every time that Red talks, I'm like, it, it feels unnatural to me because I know how she sounds as Ruby. And I think her voice as Ruby is much more how she probably sounds in her real life. I... I don't know if I noticed it was the voice. I did notice that there was something off about her in these flashbacks. And I do think it came like there's there's just a certain way that this actress looks. She just has a very like I drive a motorcycle kind of look to her. Like she's just like I'm tough as nails. And that's kind of how we know her. We know her as that version. So when she when her hair is just down with a couple of braids and she's a child of the forest and she's speaking. I didn't take it as baby so much as like trying to convey more innocence than needed uh just it didn't work it felt un like it felt strange because they don't change anything about how her how she looks like they kind of make emma when we do the flashback to emma being really young they don't change anything about emma's like jennifer morrison doesn't like have a different like affection to her like or whatever to her voice she just continues doing that but now she's wearing glasses and her hair is in a ponytail (laughs) And we bought it. It was just like, okay, cool. I just, this didn't really work because they didn't really change anything like about her. And she's got such a, and this isn't her fault. It was just m- me noticing she's just such a fierce bone structure that mm-hmm. they accentuate with makeup and contouring. And they're like, no, but you're innocent. It's just like, she looks like, she looks like she would devour your soul in the best way possible. <laughs> you can't just like, really? I totally want to join your weird cult. I just found out about five minutes ago. <laughs> Yes, because uh, so Ruby and Snow separate and uh, Ruby spends a night in the woods. um, And from what we can tell, most likely she did not turn into the wolf. The uh, the hood kept its magic. But I mean, magic can't protect it from being stolen by some random dude in the forest because she goes to get a drink of water and some guy just runs in, grabs the hood and flees into the forest leaving her to run after him. And this is just the weirdest goddamn scene. It's like, she's she's freaking out. And then he's just out of fucking nowhere as a torch. Why did he just show up with the torch? Yeah. If he was just going to spread, just grab the torch, go, and then like threaten her on the beach, like, or on the bank of the river. Yeah, like, I'm going to run to my torch. Like, that's, he probably had a torch. He's like, I just had to get to my torch so I can I loved it. I I don't like uh I don't like this guy. Like uh-uh. I he I don't know why but and this is this is because I feel like I've met this guy before speaking about having a lifelong, you know, just uh 
courtship in the nerd world and stuff. This is a guy that exists in different variations. <laughs> and he just made my skin crawl because I've talked to this guy a couple of times. Like, it's just <laughs> like, he's a person that's just like, you know, this guy and he's just too intense about something he barely understands. And you're just, you, you just physically rejected. And this was this guy, like, it's not the actor. It's the it's the way the lines were delivered and the way the lines were written because it was just, admittedly, supposed to sound like he was part of a cult. But it was just so like, come with me. You're a child of the moon. Let's wrestle in this. Oh, what? No. It's weird <laughs> in your leather jacket. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, he's like keeps threatening to burn Ruby's or Red's. I'm gonna keep doing that. But burning Red's cloak. Yeah, mostly to coax it out of her that she's a wolf well yeah i mean yeah he tells her that he knows what she is and then he reveals that he is one too they are both werewolves and um he's like i can teach you how to control the wolf and by teach you i mean i'm gonna lead you into a basement without explanation and you're gonna follow because you're stupid again I've followed this guy into a basement before so he can show me whatever the weird sh that he is collecting. Again, admittedly. Lizards. Weird choices that... Yeah. No, no, no. I have, like, a lot of bearded dragons. Like, too many bearded dragons. <laughs> An alarming <laughs> amount of bearded dragons. Uh, and it's just... And this is the part where the episode... Like, the especially the back... This is the part where the past just takes a hard right turn into what is happening. Yeah, I kind of have to wonder if this was inspired by Twilight at all. Like, if they I, were like, we want to do a werewolf thing. What's Twilight doing? Oh, they have a family of werewolves. They're a pack. Let's do the pack thing. So I get the pack thing. Uh, again, really liked my werewolves. I'm actually rereading an entire series um, about werewolves because it's my... I don't believe in guilty pleasures. It's just something I enjoy. So I'm rereading a bunch of werewolf novels. And it's, most werewolf novels do this. There's pack. There's a pack structure. There's a whole situation. They don't really do that. They just kind of say it's a den. And she's like the den mother. There's definitely opium being smoked somewhere. Like, <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, but this was all just very, again, the way that they're acting does not fit with the way that Ruby is reacting and talking to them. It, it feels like she wandered into like a cosplay scene where they are continuing to stay in character and she is confused about it. <laughs> no, I am your mother. Look at my eyes. Wow. I've, I've got, I've got golden eyes. Thank you so much, Quinn. You're such a good, you know, you're good at finding things. Excellent. And all these like wolves are like in the background, but then inexplicably disappear later. It's just like, it's so intense for no reason. <laughs> And it's yeah. just like, it doesn't work. Like, I'm not scared of any of these people at all. I mean, I did like the set. I thought the set was really cool. Uh, oh, no, and the, the way that rad. they, and the way they described it, that it used to be a castle and then it sunk underground. And so this is the part that remains and they like, they live in there. It's their den. I was like, that's, that's neat. It's better than a, a freaking, you know, a cave or whatever. Cause they could have easily done a cave. This is their own version of a cave. Uh, but yeah, Quinn takes her into the basement to show her his bearded dragons, which are actually a bunch of other werewolves, allegedly. The only way we know is, like, at one point, they all, like, do this weird fast run thing. Oh, I love... Okay, the that... camera thing. <laughs> that like, that scene this? reminded me of Twilight. That yeah. was the Twilight scene. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, just short of them being on, like, a log pile. I think it's in Breaking Dawn, one of the movies, like, the that all the wolves are, like, on a beach... But it's like a logging town, so they're all on a bunch of logs. And they have this extended scene of them just, like, speaking men uh, telepathically about how they need to go save Bella. And they're just snapping oh, and everything. It's the yeah. most most randomly intense scene in that movie. It's just like, this is ridiculous. And, and I watch all... vampires play baseball. What is this? <laughs> but no, that's the same thing. And then it's just, like, this, like, weird, weird, uh, the, the den mother, who is her mother, spoilers, uh, is also just like, you will run with us. And when you allow yourself to become the wolf, you will have your memories. But the moment that is taken from you, you will forget and black out again. Run with us. Be one with us. And then it's over and they've finished running. Yeah. So, so they, uh, so Red is, sorry. Red is introduced to the den mother, Anita, who, yeah, it turns out is Red's mother, allegedly. 
I like I have a hard time <laughs> believing that she was actually her mother because of how quickly she was freaking like discharged and rejected from the series. I which which then comes up again when someone's like, I understand what it's like to lose family. It's like, bitch, she knew she had a mom for five minutes. Like, yeah. It's not the same. We are not this the is... same. Uh, but I also just, I, no way, because it just sounds like a lie. And it's just like, oh, you're, you know, like, I didn't, never died. You were lied to. I've been here the whole time keeping an eye on you. And I just now happened to find you. It's like, no. Also, her name's Anita. Like, I don't know. That's such a. I kept just trying to think of a good joke for it. Be like, introduce you to Anita. Who's Anita? Anita mother figure. Hey! Yeah, I mean, this would have made more sense to me if she had been introduced in an earlier episode and given a little bit of space to breathe. We We wouldn't have needed to meet her again until she died. But to introduce her and kill her, well, to introduce her, turn her into a, like a monster and have her own daughter slaughter her in the same episode is just it's too much it's too much and i don't like it because yeah, yeah they go they go out for a freaking they go out for a run in the woods uh red's having a grand old time she's sleeping on the ground with her wolf buddies she's you know spooning with quinn uh and then uh oh <laughs> Uh, Snow used her newly found tracking skills to follow the wolves into this into this pit, and already like there's a little bit of tension. This is where we get that twilight movement, and then all of a sudden the guards show up and they shoot For- Quinn first, and I wasn't mad. Okay, first of all, you're not wrong. Second of all, I like that they're all shocked that Snow has found them by simply using her eyeballs. Uh, because they didn't cover any tracks. Like, mm-hmm. now, I was going to be mad about this until I saw, like, there was no, until the scene with Charming later, we don't really get a context for how big these wolves are. Uh, and I keep having in my brain that they're, like, dire wolf huge, because every time they try to animate Red as a wolf, they have her moving very quickly. Uh, so in this episode is when they have wolves finally standing still and <laughs> near humans which to their detriment looks so bad oh, it's so uh, bad like the moment when you see ruby red looking in the water as the wolf yeah i was like that's this this is this 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 looks like uh like a cd rom oh yeah this looked like you know like actual gameplay kind of like mm-hmm. tag should have been at the bottom and like, Whoa. uh yeah no snow comes and she's just like oh yeah i just literally followed this i learned how to track four hours ago and i've learned how to do this how have you been hiding here for a long time and then the, the queen's guards show up and just start firing off crossbow air and just boom, boom, boom. it's like kills quinn immediately mm-hmm. uh and then again the very twilighty things is like may you always run free and unhindered i just didn't care i didn't care about these these wolves at all and, but Anita, like, you know, she's badass. She just murders all the guards. And I thought that was, like, she was just snapping their necks. just like, yep. doing the fast movement. And I was like, okay. I mean, Anita's cool. And, like, gotta get the actress, uh, Annabeth Gish. Uh, I've seen her in a few things. She, uh, she's great. The court, it, like, much like uh, uh, Rumpel's, Rumpel's wife, uh, they threw her in a tiny-ass corset. And I don't know how she survived. But she looked amazing, and she had like loved- feathers everywhere. And I loved her feather cloak so much. Giant booth so that gives Mulan a run for her money. Oh, she had the giant booth, but it had that like look to it where it was just like I did this to my hair four and a half weeks ago, and I'm just living with it. There's sticks and <laughs> mud and all kinds yep. of. I don't brush my hair. I'm not that kind of girl. Like I just. I, I put one uh, one clip in the back and I just go with it because who cares? Uh, yeah, she does that. And then she's just like, oh, we have to murder your friend because hum- humans do nothing. They will only come and bring death. Death to us all. So I must murder her. And Yeah, life for a life. And like this, this is just a turn that the episode took that didn't need to happen and wasn't warranted at all and only served to put red in a horrible position where she had to where the show felt compelled to have her attack her mother and impale her yeah. till she died 
the only reason this exists is to give an understanding as to how Red and Ruby eventually control their wolf. Like, this is her, this is her moment of learning. Could have been done with a single lone wolf. Could have been done over a ser- an arc with the den, which would have been cool. Uh, but no, it, it, like you said, it happens, like, it's overnight. She runs with the wolves, they all take a nap, they wake up, and then Mother Wolf is murdered. Which, by the way, based on pack rules that I know, makes Red the new alpha. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she just abandons the den, which is just not a strong leadership move. No. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yes murders mom and then it's just like this really long awkward death scene yeah she's like you chose her and she's like i chose myself as i watch my mother die five minutes after meeting her i like when you compare this to the previous red centric story which i felt was so well done and had so many layers to it this one is just clumsy and insulting to the character like you're gonna introduce this this young woman's long-lost mother who seems to be the key to a part of herself that she's suppressed for so long and then you're gonna have her murder her within 24 hours that's not okay especially since she already has ptsd from murdering her boyfriend you're just going to make her murder more? It's messed up and I I didn't like it at all. No, and they and and they make it clear in the in the flash forward in the in the current timeline that she's never really dealt with any of that. Um but yeah, like this this they didn't need to do this. They didn't need it to be her mom. They could have just had her introduced to a den and her reject the way of the light, like the way of a den and be like, "No, I'm going to stay with my person here." Um and keep going. Because also, like, they never really clear up Granny's side. Like, there's a reason, which I think gets explained later, but there is a reason that Granny did what she did. And we don't get that. What we get is Granny lied. And, you know, it's just like, okay. Um, But also, we then remember that Granny's got Wolf in her, her blood, and I keep forgetting about that, <laughs> which they brought up in this episode. Yeah, it's just weird. And then they bury her. They take the time to bury her. Because where are the other wolves at? Who knows? So they bury her with a crescent moon uh, on her on her uh, headstone, which seems disrespectful and rude. I just kept <laughs> thinking moon prism power. <laughs> I just kept laughing because I was just like, what is this? Like, I mean, if you would have done some phases of the moon or something, but it was just like, let's just do this. Just like, fine. May you never transform again. Bitch. I don't know. And yeah, like this is another really melodramatic season of, or moment where snow and red are clutching each other just like i understand what it's like to lose your mother and <laughs> red's like i didn't do it for i didn't kill my family i was protecting it just like first of all again you've known snow for four days you knew that woman for one day yeah just, and it, was, it was a lot and granny's still around as far as we know I mean, she is. She's in the. Yeah, person. yeah. No, I just mean she's still around. So it's like, but yeah, no. This is this was just this was this was first draft of a cool idea that should have been a couple of episodes, maybe. Yeah, um, definitely not all crammed into one. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was hard. To, like it was hard to process and take seriously. Like that's how much it was. I just don't see a need for it to have been her mother. Like, if it, hell, just don't introduce Red's mother. She died. Okay, she died when 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 Red was little. She's been raised by Granny. Okay, fine. Just make it Quinn because we all hated his ass. Or, or she, I'm your mother, and then in her dying breath is just like, I'm not really your mother. I just said that to keep you here. And then that's when Red only trusts Snow because Snow's the only one that doesn't lie to her and lets her keep doing what she's doing because everyone else has lied to her in her life. Uh, the two people she knows and hasn't killed. Uh, yeah, this just meh, meh. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the red storyline, I love red, but it just didn't. It didn't work. No, this one. This one was a a a, a real misfire. After it started out with her so strong in the previous one, this one will just was a major letdown in comparison. Uh, but I, but we're gonna go back to the mines 
uh, where's Charming? Excuse me. Shirtless Charming. Yeah, excuse me. You I signed up for found. signed up for Charming in a tank top. Uh, but instead, we get Grumpy, who is <laughs> and happy. Grump- Grumpy and happy. Grumpy is like you know we will work twenty four seven. Sleep never heard of her. Let's do this. And he's just like, but I want to go out and get a drink. Just because your name is Happy doesn't need to mean you need to be at happy hour. You've been thinking about that all day, Grumpy. Like, you have been mad about this. You didn't think of that off the top of your head. You've been mad about this for a while. But yeah, he he's just like, I will continue mining until my last breath. I will die for this. Because they're trying to find the diamonds and everything. And then... <gasps> And then he dies. I'm so, I just I mean just short. Of, I was so prepared for him to be like, they're here. The diamonds. It's the curse. It's the diamonds. They're here. Uh, what is Grumpy like, good for if not yelling at things that he I finds know. or that find him? Did, did you see? This is a small tangent. Did you see that thing that I shared on the Facebook group where it was? Um, if COVID hit Storybrooke, that that the first, uh, the first official case would just culminate in Grumpy running from the hospital screaming, "It's here! COVID is here!" <laughs> and I have been laughing about that since I saw it. Oh, that's so good. Um. So anyway, they find all this, so that means that they can make fairy dust, which means that they can combine it with the hat to make a portal. No one's quite sure how this is going to work. I do like this idea of like, I feel like we let this go, but right now, both storylines, both current storylines are trying to cobble together enough magic to like ad hoc a portal. And I love this because it seems like we're on some sort of weird like MMO quest where it's like, you must collect three bat wings and also this and also this. And when we combine them for no discernible reason, it turns into a this because both of them are trying to do that. Both storylines are trying to collect enough stuff to put in a bag and hopefully it works. Because they're trying to use the the dust on a hat. Mm-hmm. And apparently this will take some time. Yeah, yeah, because they have to uh, grind it up and turn it into fairy powder. I, I personally prescribed the theory that neither of these plans would have worked. Nope. Nope, that wouldn't work. And, and uh, although... I'm wondering, I think the gold, the compass one works. I don't remember. I don't remember very well, but I know for, for a fact that this other one does not work because, uh, because <laughs> I, King George is a dick. I just love, I love that both of these storylines are just trying to cobble together any remnants of anything to cram together to make a portal. But in the moment of need, in a moment of need, Rumple appears with what looks like just this little like he unrolls a whole thing that is just like these are all of the things that I could possibly need to solve any situation. It's just like why do you why do you have this and why is it so nice? Anyway, anyway, it's his gonna... it's his uh, Rumpel's doctor's kit. Yeah, right. So <laughs> charming's super pumped about this and you know, Henry's like, "Yay, we can find them again. It's going to be amazing." <laughs> so <laughs> Charming's just like, I'm going to go to the diner. I'm going to go to Granny's and I'm going to get a celebration beer and it's going to be great. And he walks in and I love, I love Granny has a welder's mask on and she is working on her freezer uh, because they're trying to build like an, like an, an ad hoc jail cell for Ruby Uh, because it is a full moon and Mm -hmm. Ruby is not sure since she has not gone wolf in 28 years. She is not sure what will happen. She doesn't know if she can control herself. So she should just cage herself up. Instead of going out with Billy, the tow truck driver, a.k.a. Gus Gus from Cinderella. And can we just say an early R.I.P. to Gus Gus? He did not deserve this. (laughs) No, Gus. It's a terrible joke I'm about to make. Uh, yeah, but Gus Gus got separated in the space. He got Gus is over here, and the other Gus is over here. Oh God! Um, you're welcome. So <laughs> I, didn't I know. warned you ahead of time. Rejected. I warned you ahead of time. Uh, so yeah, he comes to ask her out, and then like Belle saves her. And again, I am just like quietly subscribing to the the uh, what is it? It's the Red Bell 
ship, the more I see mm-hmm. of it, I'm like, this would be so much better. Because Belle's just like, oh, I can recognize a girl in trouble from anywhere. It's like, when? You have not been in the world. You, you've been locked up most of your life. You have no social cues to speak of. She's attuned to red and no one else. Oh my god, I'm so, I get, I get so mad at the speech she gives later in the library. I'm just like, I hate this so much. Uh, but Belle's just like, well, why did you go date the nice guy? And Ruby keeps it a secret. She's just like, oh, you know, no reason, and kind of leaves. Which is funny because she reveals it five minutes later to, to Belle. But, uh, basically, they're gonna lock her in the freezer. It doesn't work. <laughs> nope. Just, uh, oh, and, and let's not forget that uh, Henry was uh, burning the midnight oil with a little uh, cup of joe, which I, I know. Who gave it to him? I don't know. Oh, it was probably Ruby, who wasn't paying attention. Uh, Ruby, <laughs> can I get some... Can I... It's like, she's getting ready to go, like, lock herself in the freezer with, like, some extra steaks. And, like, she's just got, like, some, some like, hamburger. Be like, I'll eat this when I'm double. And Henry's like, hey, can I have some extra black coffee? And she's like, here, whatever, kid. And just, like, leaves. <laughs> she just serves it to him and goes without looking who it was. Uh, yeah, he's trying to do that because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fall asleep. Uh, by the way, caffeinating yourself through the night in order to not sleep is not a good plan. Doesn't work. I think we've nope. all tried it at some point. It doesn't work. Uh, so, Charming says to him, "Don't worry, I'll be in the other room." So Henry goes home, falls asleep, and has a nightmare. And guess who's not there? <laughs> I just you lied to him. You lied, but. His mother is there. Regina well, is there. he was distracted because then I... he George immediately shows up to act all menacing and be like, I hate you and I hate everything. Also, I'm the DA. And that means nothing in this town. There's no laws. There's no circuit of court action. There's nothing. No circuit of appeals. There's no He's the DA who aspires to be the uh, interim mayor or sheriff. I don't know what he wants. It is uh, never clear in this episode what this guy wants. Not to get super political, but I can definitely see him filling out a fake electoral ballot because he doesn't agree with the current election and just serving it and be like, no, this is what I believe. So here it is. <laughs> He's got a very big vibe about that. Uh, so anyway, Henry goes to sleep. Henry has nightmare, wakes up. His arm is burned. He has been burned in his in the crazy red room of death. Uh, but he does see he does see Sleeping Beauty. He sees Aurora, uh, but he can't like. She's too busy screaming. I do like that he got burned, but like she's in a lot of loose, flowy, probably very flammable <laughs> clothing and is never burnt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she he wakes up and then like Regina, this is one of those moments where Lana is such a great actress be- and I can pinpoint the exact moment is because she looks at the burn and then she looks at Henry and her eyes, if you watch that scene, her eyes do this thing that I imagine I do with my kid when he's like hurt or something's wrong is that you look at several points of his person. Like, you're not staring at him in concern. You're like you're you're calculating every bit and piece of him. And she does it so quickly. And it's such a good, like, concerned, like, I care about you kind of thing. And I, she's one of the few actresses I've seen that's been able to do it without looking like a lunatic. But it's just, like, this real quick... It's hard to explain. Anyway. So it's a parent thing? I don't think it's a parent thing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a I'm, I love this person kind of thing, where it's like, you they're hurt, they're something, and you're just like... You're doing like a weird system check of them, like a brain I, scan. Know. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you kind of like her eyes just kind of dart, and it's real quick. Like Henry looks away, she does the quick look, and he looks back, and she's looking back at him. Like she didn't even move her head. It's all just in her like irises. Such a <clears throat> such a very subtle thing that I think is great because it it does show that she genuinely cares about mm-hmm. him without speaking anything. Like it is just that instant where I'm just like, that woman loves that child. Amazing. Ten out of ten. So she calls Rumple, but while that's happening, we'll get to the Rumple thing. Uh, Ruby has escaped the. So shockingly, she has escaped the freezer, uh, and it looks like a scene from Jurassic Park. Just claws everywhere, doors down, and they find yeah, her in I, the woods. I I feel like they should have. I mean, I'm not saying that they should have known, but. Um... Uh, Ruby knocked it down very easily and they both remember what a wolf can do. So I feel like maybe they should have started with the jail. I agreed. I just, it's it's just a bad plan from the start. Uh, But yeah, she's gone. So they go find her in the woods and she wakes up and she's in a, she's just in an absolute panic. And 
Charming gets a phone call. And, like, the whole time, he's just like, no, it's fine. I believe in you. I know you. You would never do anything like this. And she's like, I have killed people. I kill people. I can kill people. I've done. I have eaten I've, them. I've done the murders. I've done murders. You've been you there. You saw I've me do this. I have committed just just mass murder at the behest of you on the turn of a dime. I have no line in the sand of who I will and will not murder. And he's like, no, no. And then his phone rings and, oh, no, someone's double parked. So we go. We go. <laughs> oh, no, someone's and been this- murdered. I know, I'm just laughing because it's the charming lunch side. Oh, it's the tow truck that's double parked. Who do you call when the tow truck's double parked? <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh, charming. Just trying really hard, like full of dead energy, trying to like just alleviate the, the situation. But it doesn't work at all. Why? Because the cute boy from earlier, who's actually a mouse and is super into cheese, has been torn into two pieces and part of him is in front of the truck, and the other half of him is ominously hanging from a trash can, like from the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And Ruby lets out ten out of ten uh, horror movie scream when she sees it, mm-hmm. just blood curdling, and then and it's just like I did this. It was me. I'm a murderer, and like all these people are kind of like just slowly gathering, just being like, "What's going on?" And she's just. <laughs> Wait, did I, did, I, did I hear something about a girl murdering? Maybe I I'm sorry. What's in. going on? Why are that guy? Well, there's a lot of blood over here. When, where's Gus? And I murdered him. He, uh, he's he's so terrible. <laughs> and uh, she's like, maybe let's go talk somewhere else about this. So they take her to the jail. They're going to lock her up because Wolf's Night is two nights. And uh, he's like, don't worry, Ruby. You won't hurt anybody. And that's when. The DA of, of Storybrook arrives. And he's just with, like, like pitchforks and guns. But no, he shows up first to threaten. Oh, wait, he, he shows up by like, himself. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, oh, using your policeness to do favors for your friends, I see. The people will hear of this. They will hear about this, and you shall be fallen, fallen, crestfallen, and no one will believe you again. Bah! And that's when he goes to his pitchfork people. Where do these people get all these torches? This is Storybrooke. This is, this is. <laughs> yeah. And like just a couple episodes, they were doing this to Regina. These people have a lot of anger problems and uh, a lot of built up rage that they, they need to just reflect, deflect to somewhere else. They need to take up some hobbies because there is, these people are way too eager to start a mob really fast. They did it outside Regina's house with Dr. Whale. Uh, they all got in their cars and threatened to leave Storybrooke until David gave them a speech. And now they brought back their pitchforks and guns to attack a young woman in a jail cell. It it feels very stressful to be a random citizen of Storybrooke. It just... Yeah. But I, to give them this, they mobilize very quickly. Like, the, the phone tree is spectacular. Uh, they get there and... He chains the, like, David, when he leaves, he chains up the front of the police station, but, like, no one else is there. <laughs> and he's just like, he's gonna let this wolf eat everyone. I don't know why he has, like, a borderline transatlantic ac- accent when I do this, but, oh, uh, whatever. Uh, so then they bolt cutter the chain, which is also against the law, gentlemen. Like, can't yeah, break the this, law to preserve the law. I mean, but law. also, no one, like... David didn't go through the legal channels to become sheriff. He just carries a gun and calls himself sheriff now. And like, to be fair, neither did he's the a DA. Vet. The DA what? didn't do any of the DA didn't go through any law school or anything. Yeah, just, like they're he, they're all made up jobs. Job. But David's made up job was he worked at a vet clinic. <laughs> like, yeah. why? Is, you know his his whole thing as sheriff is. Uh, is um not not exactly following the uh the pro- proper protocols but but again he changed the door but does not lock the door so they break the chain and then just easily open the door D- david mm-hmm. david system of security two-factor authentication my guy uh they go in there and ruby's not there where's ruby ruby is at the library uh bell is going to help chain her up uh bell's just like no there's good in you. I can tell. I'm a super big expert on finding goodness in monsters. It's like totally. I don't, oh yeah, I just I don't want to super glaze over that line, but it's just like 
no, you're not, Belle. You're very actually bad at it. Like, yeah, you're it's actually legit not a, terrible. This is not something you should be bragging about. This is something you should say. I'm sorry. It's something that I do. I don't mean to and can't stop. It's a weird compulsion that I have. Uh, but Ruby handcuffs Belle and then gives, again, another very melodramatic speech that I didn't care for. She's like, I will give them the monster that they wanted. They, and she's like, you don't deserve to die. Don't die. Like, gee, everyone needs to calm down. Like, it's just. <laughs> this I, is a filler episode. We can take I, a break. Like, holy cow. It's all just like, we're all like operating at like a nine. We need to bring it down to like a four. It's just like, ah, I'm going to go to my death. But she doesn't really. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She goes out. And the moment she goes out, she starts howling. And <laughs> I love, I love that like the guy, the, King George is just like. I hear her. She's near. She doesn't sound anywhere near. She sounds actually very far away because of the wolf sound that they're using. But whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about that. <laughs> so they go a hunting. They go a hunting a wolf. And uh, and meanwhile, uh <sighs> Granny and David are uh doing a little hunting of their own. They're hunting for some answers. Yes. Uh, we also do get the, the the little casual drop that, again, yes, Granny has some wolf in her blood. She's like, oh, the mob is six blocks away. I'm like, whoa, that's a skill, man. Like, yep. She's like, oh, I'm tracking them with my wolfy ears. Uh, and sh- then she says the best line in the episode. She's like, yeah, wolf hearing isn't all it's cracked up to be when you own a, a hotel. It's like, Jesus, Granny. I know. Granny's heard so much sex. She's just standing there with her crossbow being like, just uh, the, the things I hear. Who? Who's coming into town, Granny? What are you hearing? <laughs> I uh anyway. So so they end up finding kind of they end up finding out, oh no, uh King George is the one who murdered who murdered Billy. Uh he's not, trying to frame me. He's trying not just murdered. He murdered this young man with an axe and then used said axe to separate his his torso from his lower half of his body and then position them in two very different places dripping blood as he did this i am so freaking disgusted and grossed out by the fact that like at no point in the whole episode and they're just like oh yeah spencer did it right King george did it and oh, at no you. point is like he did what he did that that's that's like soft levels <laughs> just that, horrible no it's so bad it's so it, i mean like to the point where it would be like a three episode series on a true crime podcast like who cut this man in half why did he use a small axe why did he position them this way is are there there's a da there's a sheriff there's you know like a really great hospital there's no forensic analysis like they're looking for Gus and they think that he might be dead because they smell blood. And Charming is just like opening doors with his bare hands and just like contaminating the crime scene. Uh, yeah, they, they at no point acknowledge the sheer grotesque level of murder that this is. Nor does anything on that grotesque murder lead to them discovering that. He discovers it like second hand through other things they a we find ruby's cloak hooray it's here and he's had it the whole time how did he get it let's not talk about it uh because who knows and then they have to go uh save ruby who has been cornered in an alley (laughs) and then king george is gonna shoot her with a gun i guess they have like a whole team of people with pitchforks and and then they just came to watch a man shoot a dog yep Okay. Why didn't he bring the axe with him? He's clearly very skilled. I'm sorry. I still can't get over it. I will never get over that. That was a small axe. That's not a clean cut. He had to hack and chop for minutes to get through that torso. I hate it so much. The, and the they never mon- talk about it. The real monster is King George. It's it's so bad. Like it really is. Like I, I don't want I, I at no point want to gloss over that. I just think it's so like and they never they like charming just like this man framed her with that murder. 
Not like he meticulously hacked somebody with a hatchet that is used to cut sticks. Uh, not even like a big one. Not it just it's, like it's so anyway. You get in there, Granny with the like freaking million dollar shot. Uh, shoots him in the hand with a crossbow bolt. Uh, that man's hand does not exist. I think they do spark, so it's supposed to have gone off on the gun. Uh. But also, like, he doesn't have trigger discipline, so his finger was already on the trigger. So he probably would have just shot anyway. I'm surprised it didn't happen. Uh, she's like, the next one's going in your face, or whatever she says. Uh, so David does this whole thing where he's just like, Ruby, I know you're not a monster. And he puts his hand up, which, again, as someone who partakes in the werewolf literature, so much he's doing here would just aggravate a wolf. Just He's making <laughs> complete eye contact. He's showing his teeth. He's making aggressive motions and, like approaching without the wolf's consent like he'd have been this a dead man this is a dead person he's like i know there is good in you you were framed it wasn't you and he puts the cloak on her because she she sits down and you can tell that she's like back and he puts the cloak on her and he's like there we did it it's fine she's like uh thank you thank you for seeing what was in me the whole time it's so beautiful it's such a nice movie yeah and then and then granny lets king george just get away like, he, like, bowled her over. I couldn't understand. Like, I thought she was standing on top of the car. Yeah. I didn't understand what happened here. There's uh, literally nothing that happens. They turn around, and she's like, he's gone. I don't recall seeing but she's him on the ground. actually get like, away. They're picking, they're picking her up off the ground. So, like, the implication is that, like, she fought him. Like, I don't know if there's, like, a deleted scene or something, but, like, they're like, oh, good, Ruby's oh. back. Also, Granny's on the ground. Like... <laughs> Oh dear, I've fallen over. My life alert. <laughs> Click. Uh, and, uh, and like Charming, who has the trust of the mob, presumably back on his side after, you know, telling them King George was the one who had butchered this young man. Like no one else tried to stop him. They all have pitchforks. Just point the pitchforks at King George and be like, you're not going anywhere. But no, they don't. He just sneaks away. One of King George's best lines in this show, this episode was, Storybrooke's a lot bigger than you think it is. Sir, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I disagree. Uh, so they go find him. And here, this I, I can't remember when she does it, but it, it's been a long time when Ruby finally goes, hey, you need to go unlock Belle. I chained her up in the library a while ago. <laughs> Someone needs to go get her. Uh, but anyway, they go find King George, who is standing morosely by a fire and they're like haha you thought you could hide from me king george and he's like i wasn't hiding starting a fire why because again you don't lock things up and he throws jefferson's hat into the fire and laughs maniacally and the best thing that charming does is that he goes and he like pushes king george a little He's like, get out of the way. But King George barely moves. Like, he's just like, no. Like, and he just keeps standing there. It's like, you didn't knock him down. He an old man. He an old man and you couldn't knock him down. Are you kidding me, Charming? You're that mad? But eventually King George does, like, he does end up on the ground. I think he just fell of his own accord. I don't quite remember how it happens. Oh, he gets punched in the face. David punches him. Uh, because he gets it. Again, the, the hat is in the fire. When things are in the fire and you don't want them to be in the fire, you kick them with your shoe. Because... You don't stick your hand in there. So it's just like David, like, trying to, oh, I can't touch a fire. Oh, I can't touch a fire. No! And then he punches King George. Ruby is just standing there, just like, oh, damn it. Uh, and he punches King George in the face. King George is on the ground. And David points his gun at him. And Ruby says, don't do it, David. You're better than this. And David goes, damn it. I am better than this. And then he just looks back at the fire. And Ruby looks at the fire. And King George is just laying there, like freaking Tom Selleck, just with his arm up on, just he's propped up like, eh, eh, dumbasses. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm a sadistic, I'm a sadistic asshole. He just, he's just, oh, it's a whole situation. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Jefferson's hat is now no more. We have taken it from the MacGuffin. Uh, it's not really a MacGuffin, but it will now no longer be the the the. Sh- the shattered remains of Jefferson's hats have been taken off the chessboard. Can I, can I just one more note? <laughs> one more, one more cr- tiny critique. I have one more point. It has 30, it has 37 it take about 45 minutes. I apologize in advance. I'm in. I'll you know, apologize for nothing. No. 
why was this the best use of our King George? King George is an imposing character. That episode with Snow is really messed up. It's like, it's traumatizing. He's a cruel person. It's horrible and we don't like it, but it's effective. And now we're just using him in in modern story, Brooke, to butcher a boy, (laughs) hack his body in half, and then just have him chill by a fire. How is this a good use of this of this guy? It is not. No, that's all I got. So that, it that, is not. So that's it. That yeah, is it. No, I'm, the, just, two, I just, two, I'm just mad. No, two wasted characters here. Like uh, Red's alleged mom. I'm gonna call her alleged at this point. And King George. Like this is these are two figures that could have been much different. Obviously, King George is more established. Uh, there's a lot he he would have done a lot more also King George would have never done that himself he would have had yeah. someone else do it so I he, he didn't act alone like there's a whole different story in this but they just kind of King George's whole thing was to introduce Ruby's storyline so she could come out of being a monster and then get rid of the hat because they can't solve the problem fast enough or too fast so they got to get rid of the hat that that's You're it. Right. He probably wouldn't have done it himself. Also, he's a he has the memories of being a DA. He wouldn't leave the evidence in his car. No. No. Not he's even smarter than that. I hate this. I hate all of it. I don't like it. <laughs> I like that usually in the beginning of these episodes we're like, yeah, it wasn't bad. By the end of it, we're just like, we are furious. <laughs> no, this, this, this episode was probably my least favorite of this season so far. Yeah, I Let's, let's close yeah. it out. I, I'm, anyway, I, I so want, I want to be done talking about it. So anyway, so the 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 other little B plot of the of the current storyline is that Henry had burned himself. So Gold comes and it does another out of character thing where he gives <laughs> he gives Henry this weird little bubble wand amulet to carry around his neck. It looked like it totally looked like one of those bubble wand things that you get when you're like as a party favor when you go to a princess party. Oh my god, it did. <laughs> At the, uh, like, at the bowling alley or at Chuck E. Cheese. It comes with that, a balloon, three Smarties from last week's, or last weekend's Halloween party, and, like, it's in a bag, and your and name's a crown spelled barrette. wrong. And, oh, God, that we all wore together. And then press-on nails that we all mm-hmm. wore, but none of them worked, and no. we pretended that they did. Uh, guys, when quarantine's over, Beth, I'm throwing you a princess party so hard. <laughs> Heck yes. Uh, so it's just, like, this, like, amulet full of liquid that again uh, he said he just has to wear it around his neck it just seems like he's supposed to like take it out and like baptize somebody with it be like you know it's just i need a young priest and an old priest the power Uh, of the dark one compels you exactly (laughs) does it does it um and regina says like how much is this gonna cost me magic comes at a price and then gold says you can't afford my house calls but for henry free of charge sus Gold is sus. Ejective. Yeah. This is not a normal thing. This is out of character and not, it, bad. I don't know if it comes to anything, so I'm not going to say it's a, it's bad writing, but I'm just going to say it's suspect. Suspect. I, I, I mean, remembering the whole family connection, you have to wonder if Rumple knows something about it or at least suspects it. But I don't think he i don't think he does does i don't think he has a damn clue but he it, does it is like a funny... henry though he's I always he liked just, henry i think he does have a view that henry is kind of just an innocent where it was just like he was just sort of brought... this is before by the way this is before gold has a complete vendetta against henry which is even funnier later where he's just like this child will be my doom i must murder him uh so you know it's a nice it's a nice juxtaposition so henry goes to sleep and wears a necklace. You know, sending children to, to bed with loose chain necklaces. Always excellent. Pediatricians everywhere recommend it. Uh, and he's just laying there in, like, the most unnatural way a 10-year-old would lay. He's just, like, on his back. Arms above the covers. Covers up up to his chin. And he's just staying there, not moving. Like, Aurora is somewhere else having a freaking fit. <laughs> Henry's just like, this is how I sleep. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and... There is a little quick scene of of Charming being like, how am I supposed to tell this beautiful child that he'll never see his mother or grandmother again? 
Fred's like, oh, you'll figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to go run. Yay! Wolfie time! <laughs> Woo! And, like, and I just, like, charming, like, walking, watching her run down the stairs where it's just, like, charming's witnessing a real-life manic pixie dream girl. Like, she's, wow. Like, she's, she's such a loose cannon. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, Henry is now in the, in the bad place. And holds on to his necklace and he's able to get Aurora's attention. Aurora wakes from her sleep to inform Snow and Emma that she talked to a young boy named Henry. And then 14 low bass chords later, the episode ends. His name was Henry. Oh, wait, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was kind of wondering. I was like, wait, hold on, transition. Oh, it's it's the bing. Yeah, anyway. And yeah, that was uh, season two, episode seven. I didn't, I, I, I didn't think it was very good. Unfortunately, kind of a, a kind of a stinker of an episode. Yeah. Uh, and I did learn a new thing uh, reading the Wikipedia. Uh, apparently, Annabeth Gish, who played uh, Red's mother, was only 11 years older than <laughs> Megan. <laughs> I love things like that so much. I hate it. Uh, i love it well and they just they do they just look so different and that might have been one of the reasons they like forced they maybe not forced her but like had red act younger like just be like mm. act a little younger we gotta like gotta spread out that age gap but also easily explained away i'm a wolf i live forever like it doesn't matter how old i look she could have looked younger like again we explore this later when we go to a peter pan situation but they have neverland to explain that so Again, it's a wolf thing. It's a wolf thing. Also, if anybody has any werewolf fantasy fictions to get me through the winter, I just keep rereading the same one over and over. So if anyone has any suggestions, I am very willing to take them. I also found this very weird uh, little snippet that I don't necessarily believe uh, in the Wikipedia that I just have to read to you because it's just blowing my mind. I'm ready. It says... This episode uh, uses inspired references, elements, and quotes from Cinderella. True. Okay. And Shakira's 2009 single, She Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who wrote that. I just don't know who wrote that. Or why. I don't know why I was trying to guess what Shakira's song it was before you said it. I'm just like, at what point does Red say these that her hips don't lie? I just, <laughs> I, oh no, She Wolf. That's so funny. That song. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to re-listen that song. I haven't listened. Yeah, no, no. I'm. Oh. I'm turning it on right after we're done. Oh my goodness! Doesn't she howl in that song? Oh my god! I'm so excited. I don't believe that, but I'm gonna see if I can find it out. And I hope it's like a really, like really random innocuous phrase that barely fits <laughs> oh no uh, oh yeah, so just like overall like this episode could have been a lot better i especially because especially because i love ruby and i love the actress who plays her i think she's fantastic and we've seen what they can do with her material when it's done well and this was just not done well and i and i hate 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 what they do with king george the character huh, deserves better, and it's just freaking disgusting, and no one talks about it. It's just like, we're going to have a really gory thing, but the only way you can have it being really gory is if no one talks about it. Or acknowledges right. it! It's messed up! It's so messed up! Oh, no. It's like that, like, Narnia, one of the Narnia movies where there isn't a single drop of blood, but it's, like, very violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no reason. Anyway. Yes, kind of a stinker of an episode, yeah, and I'm with you. I love Red so much. I just think that they they should have spaced this out more. I I they try to do a lot. I'm now remembering how much they try to cram into this season, and mm-hmm. it's just I think everyone just gets exhausted at a certain point, which is why we all forget about it. Um, although to be fair, thinking about what comes up in season three, I I think it's just pedal straight down at this point. <laughs> yeah we're we are going full speed although i remember nothing about next week's which is called into the deep yeah i mean because because we don't get the nautilus for a while so it's not that it's not captain ahab or whatever his name was nemo Nemo, captain nemo uh angry pop tarts (laughs) 
All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. Uh, we do want to let you guys know that next week uh, we're not going to be recording a traditional episode of Once Upon a Timing because it is the holidays. Instead, we'll be getting together and uh, having a, a a brief but lovely chat about something related to the holidays. Not sure what it is going to be yet. I think we're just going to kind of feel it out. I don't know. I don't know why the first thing I came to it was just like me smashing an entire bottle of wine and trying to explain to you scene for scene jingle all the way i've seen it i know jingle all the way very well you do not need to explain it to me oh my god oh i love that movie it's so stupid i love that movie so much like i'm so mad that it always gets left off the christmas list where it's like which one of these is the best movie if it doesn't have jingle all the way on there it is not complete list <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so we'll be back next week to have a little bit of a holiday a holiday uh, fireplace chat it'll be lovely Ooh, I like we'll have some hot cocoa with, with cinnamon cinnamon it's a family thing uh, but in the meantime we want to spend, send a special thank you to our wonderful patrons especially our snow queens that would be Lisa Slack Patrick Stevens, Jacob Fulcalt Paul, Brian Sanina, Blake Brinkley and Zach Chobanoff if you want to become a patron, you head to patreon.com slash OUHIME for more information. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUHIMING. And we're also on Twitter at OUHIMING. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we'll be back next week with um, non-angry Pop-Tarts. Whatever it, it is. Apparently it's about people going it's about sleeping curses. Yeah, so but that's in two weeks. Rolling in the deep in two weeks. Yes, that will be two in weeks. two weeks. Yes, two weeks. Next week is Christmas. Holidays. <laughs> Holidays. Ah, we did at the same time. I don't think we did it right, but we did it at the same <laughs> time. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> so thanks so it much. Will not Abby. Be a caroling we will, episode. We will see you for a special holiday uh chit chat next week. Bye, Beth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.